This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Sam Bam Colton from Dorothy, Faster Pussycat, and Butterside. Yes, that is a sentence. And you're listening to The Hook Rocks. How you doing? Happy Monday. We're recording this on a Monday. When it will air is yet to be determined, but thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for listening. You are listening to Jay Scott and the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Thanks for tuning in and stopping by and listening. We always do appreciate it. We are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Great network of music-related podcasts. Check them out at pantheonpodcast.com and on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Pantheon Pods. Don't forget to check out The Hook Rocks on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at The Hook Rocks. We've had some great episodes for you recently. We just had Ace Von Johnson, Sam Bam Colton on, uh, collaborating, talking about their friendship, the grinds of touring. Great episode. Love those two guys. Had a chance to talk with them and hang out with them for a bit on New Year's Eve at the LA Gun Show at the Rainbow and Sam ate most of my mozzarella sticks at the rainbow, but that's okay. That's cool. <laughs> um, and we also had Richie Kotzen. We've had a lot of great new bands too, as well. We had Empire. We've had Fastest Land Animal. We had Abby Kay. We had Dead Blonde Stars, Austin Mead, a bunch of great new music spotlights. We had Rick Nielsen on too, as well, talking about Cheap Trick and his latest venture, Rock and Vodka. So check that out too. And we talked about the monopoly that is Live Nation and Ticketmaster and the Senate hearings that are going on. And hopefully that'll be fixed because whether you're a music fan or into live entertainment, you need to be concerned because the fees and the ticket prices are getting out of control. And the way they do business is the definition of a monopoly. So we talk about that and how it impacts you. Don't forget to set the app your app, wherever you listen to podcasts, to automatic download for the Hook Rock so you get the latest episode. And our latest episode is a return guest. I'm very excited to welcome her back because always enjoy the conversations. And we've got a lot to talk about with Dorothy Martin from the band Dorothy. We are 
close upon us, the year anniversary of her acclaimed album, Gifts from a Holy Ghost. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her single, Black Sheep. And we're going to talk about March, which is Women in Rock for Women's History Month in that month. So how are you doing, Dorothy? What's happening? Hey, what's going on? I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. Very good. It's always good to to hear that. Um, another day living is another good day. So I'm glad to see you. Glad to have you back. And um, yeah, Black Sheep doing very, yeah. very well. This is hey, a, a, we're at number yeah, we're at number twelve. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the radio stations. Awesome, so good. We're praying it goes into top ten, top top five, and yeah, it's exciting. This album just keeps building, right? I mean, when you released this album a year ago, it got rave reviews. It was very well received. But let's face it: in the music business today, for an album to kind of hang around for a year and still be relevant is hard to do and you've managed to do that with this latest single with the shows that you've been doing i know you're gearing up for some shows here in the spring and summer i know oh, yeah. um, you're also even preparing for your new album at this time too as well so when you think of this last year and you think about how this album is still in front of people and still resonating with people how does that make you feel so so grateful um I mean, we love our fans so much. I love writing songs. I mean, I am so grateful for Scott Stevens for Rest in Peace and Black Sheep. Um, and then, you know, it is almost creeping up on the anniversary date uh, one year. So we are playing the Troubadour in West Hollywood on March 31st, which is very exciting. And yeah, I've already started writing um, the next album and wrote a song with Scott Stevens that I think is going to be a real mofo. It's very powerful. I just had Scott on last month um, on the podcast, or was it earlier this month? I don't know. My, my, my memory is so fuzzy these days. But we talked about rest in peace. And I said to him, I said, for a guy, because it's written with with a female perspective, but for me to connect with that, because the subject matter is common for, for anyone who you are, you know, or to anyone who you are, it's such a great song that connects because it, it, you know, it signifies to me growth and change and and moving forward. You know what I've learned? Every time you have a spiritual battle, it makes you stronger, and God's trying to teach you something. And then you reach a new level of strength and awareness, but then new challenges come, new levels, new devils. So it's a lifelong process of growth. And that song does really point to that. Um, but it, you know, it's just a lifelong process of character development and, and we're all here on an assignment and on a purpose. And so, um, you know, every time I think I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm good now. I've made it like I get knocked out again. I have some lesson I need to learn. Um, some, you know, new awareness I need to come to. It's very, uh, humbling. So yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's life, at least for me. I think everyone needs to keep evolving, right? I mean, when you, when you stop evolving as a person, when you stop realizing what you need to do to better your life, to better your journey, 
um, to become a better person or learn from your mistakes, you know, what, what at that point, what are you doing? You know, I mean, you constantly have to see things differently and, and what, you know, something that you may have thought of years ago, you have a different perspective. I always enjoyed having that conversation about songwriting because when you, when you write a song, you're either writing to help you heal or writing about an experience that you have a perspective on. But the further away you get from that experience, your perspective evolves. And that's, I think there's a beauty in that. You know, I think today people don't want to say that they were wrong. They don't want to say they've changed their mind. But without those two things, you're not really evolving. So whenever you have, whenever you learn things about yourself or learn things about life, I mean, that's a, that's a great thing that that's, really what this song speaks to oh yeah pain and heartbreak and failure are really great catalysts for change um and something i just thought of is a lot of times we try to just do it all on our own like i just went through a painful valentine's day breakup sort of experience and the person has their issues but wants to do it all on their own. And I remember when I, I remember when I surrendered, uh, and surrendering is like a, it's like an ongoing process. Like sometimes I have to surrender several times a day. Um, and it's okay. Like it's impossible to just figure it all out yourself and do it all on your human power because we're limited, right? We're human. We make mistakes. Um, and sometimes you just have to ask for help from something bigger than you. And I thought that that was a really good point to make just now, because while we're on this journey of evolving and growing, you know, with, with the ups and downs and the pain and the lessons, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it all on your own. There is uh, help out there for you, you know, and it's really important to recognize that. And, um, Sometimes it can be hard, especially if you're like a, you know, you're, if you're a big, strong man, like it's really hard to ask for help. It's really hard to admit you need help. Like society has told men that they can't show emotion, that they have to buck up and be strong and don't be a pussy and, you know, and they bury their emotions. And, um, but you know, everyone does it. Like I have a hard time asking for help. And now I just pray like a lot. And I'm telling you, it works. It's wild. Um, so I'm just trusting the process. How much is writing for you that, how much does it act as therapy for you when, you when you're writing, when you get into that mindset, when you, you know, get into that bubble of creating? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like I live for that. I love it. I love writing with, I love writing with all my friends. Right now I'm writing with Scott Stevens. Um, it's so great. Like when, when those words come and you capture lightning in a bottle and you later see the fruit of that, where you have fans go, well, I wanted to kill myself, but I didn't because I heard this lyric. It's just so amazing. It's not just therapy for you. It's like, it's, it doesn't belong to me. Once we, once we release it, it just belongs to all y'all. Like it belongs to the world, you know, and it's there to help you and love you and, uh, inspire you and strengthen you. So I just get so much um, satisfaction out of being able to do that. I'm really grateful that I get to do that. 
writing is such a a powerful thing too because you're putting words down on paper you know and you're putting the words that you feel and that you you have the perspective that you that you are that you're seeing at that moment and you know out comes a song right and out comes something like rest in peace or out comes something like gifts from the holy ghost which is i think the best song on the album like we last time we talked you said that you were going to release the video for that so i'm still waiting but um you know when you, when you look at your album the music it's a it's a very powerful album on, on a lot of different um a lot of, in a lot of different ways you speak of your journey you speak of your healing last time we, you were on you shared the experience of someone on your bus you know overdosing on fentanyl that you know, you prayed for and that you, he, he came back to, to life. I mean, he was pretty much gone and that impacted you too, as well. That was a, a bona fide miracle. And, you know, since we've talked, I don't know if it's cool if I share this story with your listeners, I've had yet another miracle, um, where I was healed. And so if you don't mind, I'd like to share the story real quick. Sure. Uh, I've been in chronic neck pain for over a decade. I've spent thousands of dollars on doctors and chiropractors, acupuncture, massage, everything. Um, I couldn't turn my neck all the way to the right without sharp pain. I, you know, I was all, it affected my mood. It affected how I responded to people super like irritable and snappy sometimes, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I had x-rays done and like degeneration between the discs in my neck, never been in a car accident. I was never injured. Like, I'm not even sure how this happened, but it felt like something was clamping down on my neck. Um, and I didn't realize the amount of pain and oppression I was living with until it was removed. And on Valentine's Day of this year, I went to a prayer meeting at my church. We're talking about healing. We're talking about Jesus's ministry of healing. And my friend, you know, asked me, do you, do you need healing for anything? And I said, yes, my neck. Um, so she put her hands on me and prayed. And as she prayed, it felt like my neck unraveled. It's like the weirdest, most awesome feeling. It felt really good. Um, but it felt like I was being stood up straight. I felt like something leaving my body is the only way I can describe it. And I started weeping. And um, when that happens to you, like when that happens to your own body, it's... It, it's the most incredible thing. And it happened on Valentine's day. I mean, I felt because I've had a, a really rough Valentine's day, you know, with relationships, but like, I felt like that was God saying, I'm your Valentine. I love you. And for, this is, you know, of all days to do that. Right. And now I can, I have full range of motion. There's no pain. I mean, I was, I was crying. I was bawling in the car. I was laughing. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't, you know, I couldn't believe it. And now I can turn my neck with no pain, full range of motion. My mood has shifted. Um, it's really like, honestly, I got miracle number two. And I think the reason is because I'm supposed to share this story with as many people as possible, you know, to give them hope, to show them that it's possible. Um, so that is what happened to me on Valentine's day this year. And I think it's pretty cool. You know, having pain and, 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 you know, being in physical pain constantly like that. And then when it's suddenly gone, 
is is a huge you know has has a huge impact on your life when you're unable to live with you know when you've been living with chronic pain and then having it all of a sudden disappear or do something to correct it um you can't help but feel joy i mean i've gone through similar experiences too and it's um you, you know people don't understand when when people have their health they don't understand what it's like to not have their health yeah. And they and they can't really connect with people who may be struggling unless they've struggled themselves. And to have that connection, you know, with with people who because you can experience you've experienced that pain and you've gotten through it, um, you know, you're able to help others and, and, and be more understanding when someone else is going through that. It I'm so grateful. It was the greatest sense of relief. I mean, I almost words can't describe it. And I keep checking, like I keep turning my head and kind of moving it around. And every time it's like all the pain's gone. So um, I'm so grateful for that. And I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than like the miracle healing power of God, because I tried everything on my own with doctors and stuff to fix it. And I just, I couldn't. It's got to be so relieving too, or, or a big relief that you're you're in a different place and then you're different and you're in a different headspace because of that. Cause it does affect how you feel and your personality and, and your happiness. And now that you're in this state of, of, of being healed, it's got to affect your creativity. I can imagine too. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I haven't written a song since then, so I'm sure it will though. You know, getting back to the album, you got your sh- on the Troubadour at the end of the month, or at the end of March, um, we're recording this at the end of February right now. And, you know, like we talked about, you know, this album keeps resonating with people, keeps connecting, you know, rest in peace. Um, the song black sheep, it's just, it's a very powerful album on a lot of different fronts. Do you feel now that you're a year away from be this being released? What were some of the things that you were worried about when this came out and now versus where you're at? Now at the album. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. 
Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I mean, whether or not it would chart on the radio. Um, whether whether or know. not it would chart, but just what you felt about the music, what you felt about, you know, the direction you were going, because artists always live with that uncertainty, right? That they, they always have to overcome, or a lot of them do, a lack of self-confidence because they always feel like, man, I mean, it's not good enough. It's, it's, it needs to be better. And you release yeah. it and you, and you wait for that feedback from your fans, from people. But now a year later, when, when all the success you've had from it and that the next steps you've taken in your career, it's got to be a, 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 a good feeling at this point. Yeah. You know, I was actually pretty confident about it because I was like, you know, I'm going to do this the way I want to do it and make sure it sounds good and that I feel good about it before releasing it. And I just really kind of took the bull by the horns, I guess. I, I was more confident stepping into this and I had a lot of support from a lot of really great people. So it was a really cool experience. It started off a little bit uh, doubtful and discouraging and it ended, it, it finished strong. So <laughs> what were some of those doubts and, and discouragement that you had? Just the sound wasn't right in the beginning. Um, you know, we're slowly collecting songs and I'm um, not sure where I was going to go and with who, but everything just like kind of lined up. And then I was like, okay, this isn't sounding how I want it to sound. So I went with my initial gut instinct, which was to reach out to Chris Lord Algae and get him involved. And, uh, and he kind of shaped some things. And yeah, so we got, we got it to where it needed to be. When you're creating with other people, you know, writing music with, with, with writing partners and, you know, you've written songs on your own too, but then you bring it to someone. And like you said, you know, they kind of smooth out the edges. They kind of added, have a different perspective. What's it like for you having someone else in the room or having someone else's perspective when you're creating a song and writing a song? Oh, you know, I prefer to collaborate with people. Like I'll, I'll come in with an idea or half a song, like a verse chorus or something sometimes, but I, I really like writing with people. And, um, and then sometimes like Scott Stevens will just have a whole song, you know, <laughs> cause he's just a songwriting machine. Um, and I'll, I'll make some adjustments or suggestions on it. It's different song to song. It's different every time. I like writing with people. As far as the album goes with the music, is, is there going to be any more singles released or is this just something that you're going to tour on, create the new album and, and have that out whenever it, whenever it happens? You know, I want to say, I know exactly what's going to happen, but we never do. <laughs> um, but I feel pretty strong, strongly about the song that I just did with Scott. I'm almost wanting to release it as a bridge track in, in, to announce that we're writing the next album. Um, I also did want to release Gifts from the Holy Ghost, the title track, as a radio song. There's so many options. I don't know, but I'm sure it'll fall into place where it needs to be. And I'm just really excited about the direction we're headed in now, too. So I kind of want to get to that as well. Um, 
And if we do release this new song that we wrote, it would be like when we released Down to the Bottom in between two albums, it's a single, um, which is fine. You know, it doesn't matter. I, I would probably want to put it on the album because it's, it's, it's pretty damn good. Um, but um, it's the perfect trifecta between Rest in Peace, Black Sheep. It's called Prey on Me. And, um, you know, it would be a really great third follow-up to these two singles. I feel like it's a little family of songs here. Gifts from the Holy Ghost, to just kind of touch on that really quick. I literally had that on repeat probably for about two days. That's the only song I listened to for like two days because it's such a great riff. It's such a uplifting song. It's it's so powerful. So that's my vote. But, you know, you know best. It's your songs. It's your music. But that's my vote, Dorothy. All right. Is to release that as a single. Cause man, when I first heard that song, I was like, this is like, this is one of the best songs that, that's come out in like a decade. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Why? Thank you. That I, you know, I was proud of my lyrical, my, my lyrics on that one. I thought they were pretty inspiring. I don't see why we wouldn't be able to release, um, another song first and follow up with that. Like there really are no rules, you know, yeah. we're in a digital age. It just, I don't think there's any rules. When you were putting this album together, we, we talked about it a bit last time you were on. You came out of the previous album, 28 Days in the Valley, and you came out with this. And it was a different approach. It was a different direction. Was that something that you were pushing yourself to do? Or was it just authentic, organic way of, of you evolving as an artist? This was your logical next step. I think it was a little bit of the latter and a little more of um, Linda Perry's vision for the band at the time. And then when you came in, you know, to do these sessions for this current album, what, what did you, what was your vision for them? I said, I want my black hair and red lipstick back and I want heavier guitars and I want to kick ass. That's what I said when I started making this record. That's pretty direct. That's yeah. Yeah. And I don't want anyone telling me what to do anymore. I mean, I'll take advice. I'll take advice. I'll take, you know, guidance. But if it doesn't feel congruent with who I am on the inside and how I'm feeling, I need to trust that. And it is all a learning process. I'm really grateful for all of it. Like, I think all I think all of it goes together in becoming who you are, you know. And then surrounding yourself with people that allow you to do that, too. You you mentioned Scott. You mentioned a few others, too, as well. Having that you know, collaborative process with people that allow you to, you know, have your vision be is, is important, you know, especially, you know, with, with you being at this stage in your career where like, Hey, you know, you've done all this for a lot of years, you have ideas, you want to, you want to see them through and having a team around you that kind of assists you and helps you do that is much better than, no, I think we should do this. You should do it this way instead of that way. Because yeah, no one's really controlling, you know, the label and management are pretty hands off when it comes to creative. Um, and I'm like, if, I guess if you could call it a, a brand, I, I, I think I know kind of where, where my brand is settling. I don't, I don't like to think of it that way, but, um, cause I'll always want to take risks and do something different, but, um, not so different that it's like, what the hell, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Being a female artist, and now we are in March, which is Women's History Month, and we're talking about women in rock. When you talk about the vision, you talk about taking chances and taking risks, what female artist that's influenced you defines that for you? 
I mean, so many. And I just want to say shout out to my friends, you know, Maria Brink, Lilith Sar, Lizzie Hale. Um, the girls in the warning are great, you know, um, and Wilson really, really did a lot for me. Um, Whitney Houston, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, like I listened to all sorts of powerful female vocalists growing up. So, um, they guided me. Janis Joplin was the huge one. Um, you know, they guided me on my journey. I said this to you the last time you were on. I, I always, when I hear your voice, I hear a mix of three artists. I hear Annie Lennox, Stevie Nicks, and Paul Rogers. How could I forget Annie Lennox and Stevie Nicks? Um, just they are they're incredibly important to me as as women in music like um and I, earlier today i was told ann wilson and chris cornell sort of a mixture especially on this new record um which i'm singing a little lower than i typically do in and so it's a it's a different side of my voice i think that hasn't been explored as much and that's that's nice and it's comfortable to sing down there so <laughs> um i'm excited that we're doing that I think that's where the the where I hear the Paul Rogers is that is that you know that that deeper voice that you're using the lower voice that you're using because he's kind of he did that a lot with Bad Company, um, yeah, in in Free and there's a couple songs where I'm listening to the album I'm like well, I can totally hear Paul Rogers singing the song and then you've got like this mix of the raspiness with Stevie Nicks and the approach of Annie Lennox too as well, um, being on. You mentioned some other female artists like Lizzie Hale, The Warning, who are just skyrocketing right now. They're they're a very, very powerful presence in music and other female artists, too, as well. When you are defined as a woman who rocks or women in rock, do you want to be defined as that or do you want to be defined as a rock star or, or, or a musician or someone who's just a singer? Do you mind the the being defined as a woman, a woman in rock? Well, I am a woman. Right. Um, I I don't really mind. I don't really pay attention to what the world says about me. Okay. I don't get my identity from, because that changes. People will love you and then hate you, you know? Um, I don't get my identity from the world. I get it from God is in my DNA. I'm a child of God. I'm a woman. And this is how he made me. And that's where my identity is. I don't, I don't let anyone else tell me what my identity really is, you know, or at least I just don't pay it. I just don't pay it. I don't, I don't give it much of a thought. Yeah. It's more like, you know, cause I know I've heard the comments that female artists just want to be known as an artist, right? They don't want to be known as a female artist. And I guess there's some, you know, that, that that's an interesting way of perspective of looking at it. Um, but I also feel in some ways, too, that the people that came before, like the Ann Wilsons and the Annie Lennox and the Stevie Nicks and the Janis Joplins, I, I think they were proud to be a female artist and be defined as a female artist in a world where it's predominantly males that are managing bands and, and you know, being out. You know, you look at the charts years ago as predominantly male artists. So I think that there's a little bit of a a a renegade type of feel to that when you're defined as a female artist because it kind of it kind of signifies what's what's come before you 
and that allowed you to be where you're at now? Yeah, I guess in rock and roll, I mean, that makes you a little bit of a unicorn, which is cool. You want to be, you know, you want to stand out. Um, I, I I like that I'm a woman. I mean, I don't know any other way to be. It's just who I am. So, um, yeah, I don't really honestly think about it too much. I don't look at it as a challenge to overcome. I don't look at it as that's going to limit me. I don't think that my promotion comes from that, you know, I think I'm going to keep putting out the best music I can and just keep going. It has to be exciting for you too, as well, when you do look around and you see so many female artists, female fronted bands, all female bands being very present in modern rock because 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that really wasn't very common. And now it's very common. You know, when you think of bands like we talked about, The Warning, there's a um, there was an all female band out of Sweden called Thunder Mother that just toured with Scorpions, and um, there's so many great female artists, Lizzie Hale and and Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless, yourself, you know, that has made so many strides with with your music. It has to feel good that you're kind. Of, you guys are all moving forward, maybe not as a group, but just showing the progress that's been made in music, in rock music. Definitely. It does feel good. You know, I feel like anyone should be able to do their dream. No matter, you know, what they are. Well, it's also inspiring to young women and and young girls who see you on stage and and see others that inspire them to pick up the guitar, to play an instrument, to write music, to take singing lessons. It's it's huge because it 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 really continues through generation. Like you, you know, you're you're part of this piece of whatever you want to call it, and you 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 grabbed it from Ella Fitzgerald and Janis Joplin and all those that came before you, and now you're part of that group that's handing it down to that next generation. And you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not something that you think about all the time, but. It has to be present in knowing that what you're doing when you look out in the crowd and you see female and, and young girls out in the crowd seeing you perform and being inspired by you. And then also with, oh, your yeah. honesty, with your honesty on your struggles and your journey that you've had, that does a lot for for young people today. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. You know, and I had like Dolly Parton, Pat Benatar and Joan Jett to look at, right? Um, so it, it's nice to be reminded that I could be doing that for someone else. When you, when you're an artist like that and you're, you, you're talking about your influences, but you're also influencing others. Like you're influencing, you know, young girls who are interested in music or interested in your songs and doing all that stuff. And they're listening to whatever they can get their hands on with your music and they want to be like you. They want to perform like you. They want to sound like you. They want to sing like you. That's a, that's a very cool thing. Yeah. And I really loved like the nineties, like Veruca Salt and Hole, the cool, like girl grunge bands. Like I loved that stuff. Veruca Salt, the Chicago band from, from uh pretty close where I grew up. Great band. Yeah. As we close here and we, finalize the conversation or, or end the conversation what are the plans for touring this year i know you're playing the troubadour 
I know you've got some festivals coming up too as well, but are you going to get back on the road similar to what you did in 2022? Yeah, we've been pitched for some stuff later, um, but you can go to DorothyOnFire.com for all confirmed shows and tour dates. And then once something gets, you know, once there's a handshake, uh, we will announce a tour and you can go back and check on, uh, on my website. I'm trying, I'm going to try to make it out to that Troubadour show. Um, in please California. do. Yeah, yeah, please do. Cause I was blown away when I saw you at the house of blues with Joyce Wolf and in classes act that that was one of the best shows of the year. It's absolutely phenomenal. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Dorothy, it's been a blast as always. Thank you very much for doing this. Thank you very much for this conversation and the conversation we had prior to you getting on. I do, I do appreciate everything you do. Um, thanks for, for being on the show again. Thanks for supporting us. And um, yeah, and I'll see you at the Troubadour. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed, right? We got you, passes. We got you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. That's Dorothy Martin. Go visit her website, Dorothy on Fire, and stream her album everywhere. Check out the new song, Black Sheep. It's charting right now. It's a fantastic song. The whole album is filled with fantastic stuff. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock music podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We will talk soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 